Hello and welcome to the Pilgrims Podcast, the podcast where we pilgrimage our way through the Pilgrims Progress. I'm as ever Harry and as per usual I'm joined by Stephen. I'm still Stephen as well. And Mr. Jordan. Can I just take a, a second to to acknowledge that Harry said pilgrimage and not pilgrim? That's, That's okay. okay. Pilgrimage still works. I know, but Harry, you were the one that was really... Oh, yeah, that's right. Adamant. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, at one stage was I said... That it was pilgrim. Um, I was just being facetious for the sake of being facetious. <laughs> <laughs> was he was he was an, an ancient philosopher, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, dear. All right, well, back on the pilgrim's progress, and we've come out of the valleys of humiliation and the shadow of death and then faithful and Christian spot a man on the other side of the road so they go check him out and it says a tall man tall man and from a distance tall from a distance no from a distance he was handsome but up close he was less so (laughs) I often think the same of Jordan Uh, (laughs) Uh, good one Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> so they go over to check this guy out. Ask him, oh, is he going to the heavenly country? To which he is. And then a conversation starts between them. Yeah, it's it's mostly um, Faithful at this point, doing a lot of the chatting for the pair of them, Faithful and Christian. Yeah. Which I think was strange because, well, those two have just met. It's not like they're long time buddies mm-hmm. it says um, in the footnotes of, of a copy I have here that because Christian tried the whole of the previous chapter to boast uh, about his encounter with Napoleon and mm-hmm. well, it doesn't actually say that I'm just I'm, I'm waffling here but yeah, we Christian if you remember the whole of the last chapter and he, he's asking he's, he's almost waiting for Faithful to ask him well oh, yeah. what about you yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think Christian might have the hump here. I think Christian. <laughs> He's just huffing. He's just huffing, yeah. And so it's up to Faithful to to keep up that their end of the conversation with, with Talkative. Do you think it's strange? I mean, one of the first things, I mean, Talkative, not to give the game away, but to give the game away, he's not great. Um. But Faithful kind of opens himself up and is maybe a bit naive in how he uh, introduces himself to him. Because he asks them, are you going to the heavenly country? Whereas I think every other time they've been asked just simply, where are you going? And they've had to explain that it's to the celestial city or to the the heavenly country or to the city of the king. Whereas Faithful kind of tees him up with the answer. Mm-hmm. And he just says, yeah, 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 I'm going that way too. whole thing is highly suspect. You know, it- uh, it wasn't anything I had thought of before, but now that you, you pointed it out, um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, Tokarev does have, I mean, he, he does have some good qualities here. He uh, he says for you, 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 there's nothing so pleasant and so profitable as to talk of the, the things of God. Um, mm-hmm. And whether he's just saying that or whether he actually means it, you know what I mean? If he means it, that's that's wonderful. Um, yeah, and the, again, that they meet him on this, 
on this path. So whether or not Faithful um, tees him up, um, mm-hmm. he's he's walking uh, beside them. Whether I mean he, even at a at a distance, but he's walking uh, bes- beside them. Yeah, and we're presuming that he's coming from behind them on the path. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they have every reason to think he's a pilgrim. Yeah. Uh-huh. He hasn't jumped the fence like formalist and hypocrisy. He's not going backwards like timorous or mistrust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I suppose you could almost think, because he comes across as someone who talks the talk, maybe he's also someone who sort of looks the part as well. Like, yeah. You know, he looks like a pilgrim as well. So there could be some of that in it as well. And why you ask him? Yeah. Well, he certainly does talk the talk. Like, if you, you look on down, he, um, where is it? He says, but a man can receive nothing unless it, is gi- unless it is given him from heaven. All is by grace, not by works. Mm. I could give you a hundred scriptures for the confirmation of this. So he he, he knows uh, the, the word of God. He knows his Bible um, very well. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first thing that they talk about really is, ironically, or maybe not so, for someone called talkative, they talk an awful lot about talking. Uh, Faithful says to him, you know, come with us, come together. Let us spend our time in discoursing of things that are profitable. Uh, And I've just underlined here the amount of times they talk about talking of things. Talkative says, let's talk of things that are good. Uh, It's very acceptable to me. Things that um, there are few who will talk of things that are profitable and good. Let's talk about the things of God talk about the things of God, delight to talk of history or the mysteries, uh, talk about miracles or wonders or signs. There's just a lot of talking about talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I suppose, like, unlike when Faithful and Christian first meet, like, they talk about what they've gone through, where um, all talk of is really talking about just just knowledge, really, rather than testimony. Yeah, it's like it's like faithful citizen, do you want to talk? Come on with us and talk. I think, oh yeah, I love talking. Let's talk about talking. Uh, we can talk about talking about good things. We can talk about talking about old things. We can talk about talking about uh, mysterious things. We can talk about talking about all sorts of things. You know, it's, it's almost a Dr. Zeus poem. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And so faithful is enamored, a little bit in awe of this guy. Yeah. Yeah, and it takes Christian to to meekly smile at him. Um, yes, and and Christian, I think this is the first time here. I think that we can see uh, the the benefit uh, of Christian having spent time at the at the Palace Beautiful. Yeah, where yeah. where faithful hasn't obviously he's 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 went to another road. He skipped on. He skipped mm-hmm. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so. I think it's significant there that Faithful didn't uh, enjoy that fellowship there, um, whereas Christian did, and maybe it's it's paying off. Yeah, I think here he certainly comes into his own. He seems to be that you know that wiser mentor figure, the the Obi Wan Kenobi or the Gandalf, over maybe a more naive Faithful. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, there is that you know sly smirk of you know. Um, I know something you don't know. I'm a bit more wise. You're a bit more naive. 
and uh, you know you can see the the enthusiasm of Faithful when he comes up and it, the whole scene I don't know seems very strange to me if you think of Faithful and Christian walking along and, and Talkative coming up behind them and Faithful and Talkative having this chat about chatting and then Faithful says to Christian and I'm not sure where Talkative goes at this point but says hey this guy's great isn't he great uh, having this guy along the chat with and yeah and then Christian says yeah about being beguiled and yeah. smirking and and Faithful calls him out on a smirk yeah you're missing the part where Talkative says to them, guys, I'm standing right here. <laughs> yeah. Can you people not see me? <laughs> but it turns out he comes from the city of destruction. Mm-hmm. Comes from uh, Christian's town. find that interesting. And yeah, it's weird that Faithful doesn't know who he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, despite that, and even Christian's surprised. Yeah. Christian seems to know all about him. He's he's a, that wee bit wiser from maybe being on the journey a bit longer, but he also knows the backstory here or the origin story of Talkative. And yeah, it seems strange almost that Faithful doesn't. Maybe he is just that wee bit younger and that wee bit more naive. Mm-hmm. Perhaps, uh, you know, he's just Talkative about any sort of things. Oh yeah, he, he seems like a just a chatter. Yeah, because like if he's if he's come from the sea of destruction, you'd have to assume then if Christian and Faithful have sort of been mocked for leaving, then if he were to leave properly, believe in what he said he believes, then he would have also mm. got that mocking. But he doesn't really indicate that. Where it seems, and that would have been after Faithful. Yeah, where it seems he he's just a friend under. Yeah, on his sort of lineage is you know just well spoken people of the town. Yeah, well, I mean, here's the the background on Talkative as according to Christian, he is the son of one Mister Saywell, and he dwelt in Pratting Row. Is that right? I think so. Uh, yeah, and it is known of all who are acquainted with him by the name of Talkative, notwithstanding his fine tongue. But he is a sorry fellow. And uh, obviously at the start of this chapter we see Togarov being described as better looking at a distance than than near at hand. And so is this the, the, the meaning of that now? Um, that mm. Togarov at a distance um, looks like a pilgrim, uh, talks like a pilgrim, but upon closer inspection, as we get closer... Christian, obviously, with his uh, knowledge of who Talkative is, and uh, he knows all about him more so than, than Faithful, certainly. Um, it's it, it it's it's not beautiful. It's not handsome. It's it's mm-hmm. rather uh, it's rather ugly. Uh, you put it under the under the microscope, and it, well, it's it's laid bare what what's really happening here. Yeah. Do you think the distance stuff is the further away is you can't really chat to him. You can't. You don't get to see what he's like. You can't converse with him because he's far away. Uh, but the closer he gets, obviously, then you're able to have this conversation with him. Mm-hmm. And by opening his mouth, he proves himself to be a fool. Yeah, and the closer that you are to him, the more chance that he has of uh, wooing you and mm-hmm. seducing you, if I can put it in that sort of terms, with his. You know, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. lovely. Wowing you. Hi. I'm Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. 
I think in this section, and I mean, this whole conversation between faithful and Christian is the equivalent maybe of like a Shakespearean aside. So we have to assume that Talkative isn't listening to this. This is just this kind of, I don't know, like telepathic dialogue that they have between each other. I request the cone of silence. Yeah, I sort of assume that like maybe um, Talkative's Talkative's still talking. like maybe like five meters ahead of them, just walking. (laughs) You know, just walking with his head held high, you know, walking on forward. And then they're just, you know, a few meters back, just having a wee discussion. Mm. And he's talking away. He's not even aware. He's talking that, away. That nobody's listening to him. Listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, Christian's, I, I suppose if Christian does know who he is, then it's a wee bit more understandable. But Christian is brutal in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the first thing here is he talks about what I've observed in the work of the painter, whose pictures are best seen at a distance and very near are more unpleasant. And there are a few things as we go along that he's, a few jabs that he gets in of, this is what this guy's really like. And if they're true, then yeah, he is maybe more of a danger and hindrance than he lets on. But you know, it it comes across a little, oh, you know, that's not nice to say about people. Mm -hmm. I know, but hey, there's a a time to be, they tend to be blunt, isn't there? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, and but I think all all this time, well, for my reading of it, you know, Christian has been like he, he's just bounced from one influence to another uh, to another. He's always been led. Um, yes, but mm-hmm. here, as you say, like he, uh, I mean, even reading up to this point, I've sort of imagined faithful. Um, I know he, I know he ran past um, Christian, but he almost seemed to me to be that sort of. Like like an elder in in the faith, like he was, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Christian was sort of looking up to him and 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 following him and taking guidance from him. Yeah, yeah. But here, as you said, you know, Christian really uh, comes to the fore. He comes into his own, and the roles nearly are, are reversed. Faithful this time is that little bit uh, naive. Uh, Christian's the one that's that's standing up, that's that's leading the way, that's that's providing that that guidance this time yeah so his assessment of talkative then is that he talks with you now as he would talk when he's on the ale bench so he's you know he's a bar fly in a lot of ways and we'll just chat and chat and have opinions and thoughts on every topic under the sun but he says christian clearly says that religion has no place in his heart or house or conversation all he has lies in his tongue all his boasted religion lies merely in his tongue. That is cutting. Yeah, and again he goes on then and says, the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. And I think that's a big theme of this conversation. It's not just about how you present it or articulate it. It's about the evidence and proof of it. Mm-hmm. The actual, the dynamism of seeing what has actually happened to a life transformed by the grace of God. Mm-hmm. You know, Christian's not being deceived by this guy at all. No. Hmm. There hasn't been any conversation, I don't think, between Christian and Talkative. No, Faithful's the one who starts this conversation and, and invites him in to chat. Is there a, a hard-heartedness? Is there a, a writing off of Talkative from Christian right from the offset? Oh, no, that's interesting. Without any sort of conversation between the two before he even opens his mouth yeah yeah well he's going by his reputation in the city of destruction Mm -hmm. from everything that we see here Mm -hmm. 
So there's no room for maybe this guy's changed at the cross yeah. or maybe this guy's come along the path. So maybe he jumps. I mean, he jumps to conclusions pretty quickly, but then it, it all turns out to be true. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's true as well, you know. But mm. I hadn't thought about that. That's that's good. He, he doesn't even give him the chance. Yeah. To open his mouth and make a fool of himself. Yeah, maybe he can. I suppose he's probably been listening to what he's been saying, mm. and he can already tell by the way he's talking that he hasn't really. Yeah, no, that's that's fair enough. Yeah, that's fair enough too. So he says that this is the the second great. Um, I mean, this is all an analogy example. I suppose is maybe a better word or a metaphor that Christian uses of talkative. First one was he thinks about the painting. Uh, the next one is his house is as empty of religion as the white of an egg is of flavour. I mean, I really like <laughs> eggs, so you guys will have to. You, you don't like eggs? You no, know I know everyone likes the yellow bit. <laughs> the yolk. The yolk. It's it's a very specific food metaphor for Christian to use. I don't know. Maybe this was one of the major parts of his diet uh, for Bunyan writing this. Maybe this is what prison food was, mainly just egg whites. But to describe him as as empty of religion as an egg, as the white of an egg is of flavour, is it's a pretty great analogy. It's good, it definitely because is because it's so versatile. You can you can taste the flavourlessness of an egg when you think of that. You know, it needs salt or something. Why do people eat eggs? Yeah, if they're so if the white's so flavoursome. Chickens keep making them. Why do chickens keep making them if they're not great? Yeah. Well. It looks like I'm not missing out then. <laughs> Bunyan thinks not. Christian thinks not. So he ta- he calls him a saint abroad and a devil at home. I suppose that just plays into that whole imagery when we first saw him. So almost from far away, he looks handsome, but closer up you see his true yeah. character. Yeah, yeah. I think it also speaks to the idea of being presentable in public. You know, mm-hmm. having that good veneer of Christianity in your reputation out and about, but, you know, those who, who live at home with you, they know what you're really like. And it's, it's finding the balance and the integrity there of being consistent at home and abroad. Yeah. And then he talks about how it's better to deal with a Turk than with yeah. talkative. Well, when it says Turk here, it doesn't actually mean people of Turkic origin. It's more a general name for a barbarian or a foreigner who could not be trusted. Uh, when they talk about the Turks, are they talking about Muslims? I don't know, well, my copy says infidels here, so... Well, here, at this time, would the Ottoman Empire be sort of on the expanding? I think so, which is in Turkey. Yes, so the Turks are the... That is their empire. So I think he's saying, to try and get my head around this reference, it's better to deal with someone who's certainly not Christian, I think is is the the gist of what he's trying to encapsulate here. It's better to deal with someone who's clearly not Christian or nor even from a Christian worldview or background than someone who talks Christian but isn't. Sure, yeah. It's better, it's better to deal with a, a, a scoundrel that you know is a scoundrel than a wolf in sheep's clothing. So, I mean, not to try and, and scoot around the issue of, you know, Bunyan's a man of his times. Is he t- referring, is he being racist in this sense, or is this the allusion to 
a religious matter rather than a racial matter. You know, as he's saying, it's better to deal with someone and maybe the word Muslim would have been a better word to have used than Turk then, or I don't know if, if that was common parlance for the time. Sort of the Turks would have... Well, I think the Turks would have represented like a very like a growing movement of Islam because it, it started... I mean, they started spreading into to Europe and like South... Like mm-hmm. They invaded like Greece and Yugoslavia and Bulgaria, yeah. what those modern equivalents are. So, like, they were. I suppose they would have been seen as a threat, but I don't know. I don't know what time period of that. So it's this mysterious threat that's certainly not Christian. I don't know. I just think it's. You can well, I can understand what he's getting at if that's the angle he's going for, but it, it does rub the wrong way. Yeah. Is there a better way he could have phrased it? For the twenty first century, knowing that that's who that's who he's writing for, um, well, not saying Turk for a start. I mean, is it the equivalent of saying you know, in in the Old Testament, you know, better dealing with a Gentile? Yeah, I think so. You know, than a tax collecting Jew, and that's the that's the the juxtaposition here of the character of talkative. Better to deal with someone who's so different than someone who appears to be similar but is dishonest or dangerous. Yeah. So Faithful takes Christian's word for all of his reports on talkative and then decides, um, well, how do we get rid of him? Yeah, basically. He's described as an unclean beast from the book of Leviticus. By faithful and Christian, or a brass clanging symbol. So they cover him with both Old Testament and New Testament insults. <laughs> so what's the plan? How do we get rid of him? Just gonna ask him. So not they're talking about the the talkative stuff, but actually talking about you know what it means for him in his heart. So like, make it personal. Is that the the angle they're going for? I think so. I think try to bring it so he has to actually he won't be able to just talk about the talkative stuff but actually talk about what it means for him. So he's he's not just quoting like the Wikipedia article but he's actually talking about his own experience with it. Yep. Mm -hmm. I think it's, I mean, Christian's lying on it for Faithful when he asks him what to do. He says, take my advice and do as I bid you. And you shall find that he will soon be sick of your company too, except God shall touch his heart and turn it. And I think that's a great wee line at the end of, yes, we really want to get rid of this guy because he's a pest um, and he's no good and he's maybe dangerous as well in how he portrays the faith. But maybe God can use something to make him repent, to bring him around, to save him. Mm. So there is that softness to Christians still. Yeah, no, I, I that's why I think. Oh, no, certainly. I would look at it. So, Faithful turns off that cone of silence that him and Christian were walking in that Talkative couldn't hear them. The cone of silence. And suddenly addresses Talkative again. And so he, he gets to the point, we're going to talk about something very specific. 
How does the saving grace of God discover itself when it is in the heart of man? How would you take that question? How would you rephrase that question? How can you tell when the saving grace of God is in the heart of a man? So is it just, what are the evidence of grace? Pretty much, I think that's it, yeah. What are the what's the evidence of a of a saving grace in the in the heart of a of a man? So what's the the answer then? What's the how how does the conversation flow? Well, he, in talkative style, he sets out you know a couple of points, but he's just very brief and it's very it's going to be just this is what happens and then this is what happens. As soon as he says his first point, he just gets interrupted. Talkative seems to me like to be that one in in the class that hasn't like read the book review uh-huh. uh, and is given the presentation in front of the class and is just trying to kill time and just trying to fill <laughs> silence, yes. you know? yes. Brief stating the question yes. in as many ways as possible. Ah, the saving grace of God that uh, does discover itself occasionally in the heart of a man that comes from God and, and is the saving grace um, and is discoverable in the cardiovascular region of a man's ribcage. And... <laughs> yeah. Does it come across his answers here? Do you think they seem to be, oh, I've read about that, I've, I've heard about that, and I can give you the kind of the textbook answer here, which is the opposite, really, of what Faithful's trying to get. Uh, that's exactly how it comes across. It's just like, oh, I knew, I knew that. I sort of knew some of the, the facts, so here we go. But Faithful's not having that. He cuts them off after the very first one. Mm, wait. And uh, wants to dig deeper? Or is wanting really to press them to get a personal answer? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think Faithful's being a wee bit too picky here? Um. Or has he got a legitimate, a legitimate difference? So, first answer is it causes there a great outcry against sin, is what Talkative says. Faithful says, nay, hold, let us consider this first one. It shows itself really by inclining the soul to abhor its sin. And my question is really that of talkatives here is what's the difference between crying out against and abhorring sin? Well, crying out's just sort of being remorseful, where abhorring is like hating. So you're almost it's like a step further. There's almost more of a a realization of the the seriousness of sin. So Talkative doesn't really seem that happy <laughs> at this stage. It's starting, Christian's plan seems to be working. The, the, the sweat's starting to build on his on his brow, isn't it? Yeah, I think he sees Faithful as just being a wee bit too picky here. You know, those kind of like, it's like watching a 17th century Twitter fight. <laughs> and he says, you lie at the catch, I perceive. Oh, you're trying to catch me out. I perceive that you're trying to trap me in my words. But then Faithful gives him a gives him a bye ball. So he's like, okay, mm. well, give, us a, give us another sign. And uh, Talkative answers him, great knowledge of gospel mysteries. 
I mean, that's so. I wonder what that even <laughs> that's means. Definitely a chapter of a yeah, book. Yeah, like it's so broad. So would you not buy it? Uh, no. I mean, what is that? If someone said that to me, I'd be like, what do you even mean? Yeah, it sounds it, quite grand. Like, you know, if if I said to you, Harry, you know, what is, what is a what does a Christian believe? And and you said to me, oh, systematic theology. <laughs> yes, yeah. You're not wrong. Well, well yeah, but... Um, What's that mean? I'm looking, I'm looking more than that, yeah, absolutely. Good guess, but actually no. Oh, here, 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 yeah. here, here. Mm-hmm. I just thought of something. Go ahead. Talkative says back to him, he says, It's a trap. It's a trap! <laughs> uh, Star Trek reference. Yeah. That's, that was it, really. That was. Um, so you're not buying his second answer then and the faithful doesn't really buy it either either he says this sign should have been the first so is he saying this should have been your first answer but whether it was first or last it's wrong <laughs> <laughs> so what what does he mean by that why does he say you know you should have said that one first but really it still would have been wrong hmm i'm not quite sure actually is it just because it was such a grand answer? You know, yeah. Maybe. It- Man, that should be the title of a book, but it's absolute garbage as an answer. Yeah, maybe he's just being sort of like sarcastic. You know, this is 17th century, you know, sarcastic humor at its finest here, maybe. You know, when- is, it a, is it a burn? Yeah. <laughs> it's like this sign should have been first, but first or last, it's also false. <laughs> for knowledge <laughs> do you think he's quoting a meme yeah maybe it's a meme or uh, yeah, I think they call them in those times <laughs> a memoir <laughs> <laughs> so Faithful doesn't like his answer uh, and he says yeah knowledge great knowledge may be obtained in the mysteries of the gospel and he kind of quotes his own words back at him but yet there's still no work of grace in the soul he talks about there's a difference between knowing and doing and really language that, that just draws out a lot from the epistle of James about be doers of the word not just hearers mm-hmm. knowing isn't enough yeah, you need to do what you say yeah there is therefore knowledge and knowledge which probably sounds better in the audiobook when than reading it or they could have put one in italics or something out there there's knowledge and there's knowledge knowledge that rests on bare speculation of things and knowledge that is accompanied by the grace of faith and love so there's like there, there is a place for knowing stuff and, and, and a good godly holy place for knowing stuff but there's also just bare speculation, which serves the purpose of the talker. And the other one is for the true Christian, not the talker, Mr. Talkative. And once again, Talkative responds by quoting Admiral Akbar. Jordan? It's a trap. It's a trap! <laughs> he thinks he's trying to catch him out again. And now Talkative refuses to give him an answer, which I think I could understand <laughs> if everything he's opening his mouth and saying isn't great, but also is being picked apart and shown how rubbish it is. I think as well, though, the, f- the things that, that Faithful says to him, well, they, they could be edifying and encouraging, but because Talkative has this slight, mm-hmm. you know, he, he has he has this... Ego? Yeah. 
and everything that 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 faithful saying to him isn't uh, to encourage him uh, or even mm-hmm. to rebuke him or or to correct him, um, but it's just to try and trap him. Yeah, so you can understand why he wouldn't want to answer anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So faithful has the answer for him then, and actually gives him here's the here's the actual answers. Here's a cheat sheet from the back of the textbook. <laughs> yeah, what does faithful say? Are the actual uh, evidences of grace in the heart of a man it's confession of faith in Christ and it's a it's a life that that lives that out yeah it's not just if you confess with your mouth uh, the Lord Jesus you will be saved that's not what the verse says but we have to confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead there's those two things uh, with the heart one believes unto righteousness not just with our silver tongue and that change of heart is manifest, is made visible in the life in which it's lived out. A life answerable to that confession. That's a beautiful turn of phrase for that. Yeah. Yeah. And we see that with Christian's description of talkative and his relationships at home and how he's, uh, he's raising his sons to, to, to be like him. Mm-hmm. And he's a devil at home. He's a, he's a devil at home. He's a saint abroad. Is it abroad? Yeah. Seeing yeah. abroad, but a devil at home. Mm-hmm. And then Faithful just sort of puts it back to talk. And I was like, do you experience this then? Yeah. And th- I mean, this is, this is, this is a question that is pure experiential. This is, you, you can't, you can't give a textbook answer for this. Mm-hmm. And he, the first thing Talkative does is he blushes. Yeah. Because he knows. Yeah. He has no experience of this. It's, and he's just like, oh, I didn't, uh, whoa, didn't expect this. Yeah. And he calls Faithful a catechizer. Yeah. <laughs> you took it upon yourself to be a catechizer. And even if you should do so, I refuse to make you my judge. Yeah. Why are you asking? This is pretty much the same conversation that Faithful and, and, and Christian uh, have had when they recounted each other's experience. Yeah. You yeah, know, and we see true. we see the difference between just how uh, it just sort of burst forth from mm-hmm. uh, from faithful when he recounted. There's an yeah, um, there's an absolute joy in sharing this yeah. stuff if it's if it's there. Yeah, but then talkative says, "Well, you know, why do you want to know?" <laughs> yeah, it's like he says, "You ask a lot of questions, kid." You know what makes you what makes you think I want to chat so much all about this stuff? And it's like, well, yeah, you are called talkative, and you have just spent the first part of this conversation talking about how much you love talking about things, and all of a sudden he clams up, mm. and then we get another burn. Oh, this, the, the burn at the end here. So, the proverb is true of you, which is said of a whore, to wit, that she is a shame to all women. So are you. A shame to all professors of faith. Did you just say whore on the Pilgrim's podcast? Uh, John Bunyan said whore. <laughs> Mine said harlot. And then, I don't know, talkative at the end, he, he just turns into a French person. Why? Well, he goes, since you're ready to take up reports and the judge so rashly as you do, I cannot but conclude you're some peevish or melancholy man, not fit to be discoursed with. And so, adieu. <laughs> yeah. A sudden burst of yeah, French. A sudden burst of French. That's the first French in the book, I think. So what do you think of that proverb? 
Uh, we, I mean, it, it, it is it is borderline offensive and probably deliberately so. So let's not scoot past it before we get to the French part. Um, excuse Bunyan's French. Oh. <laughs> what do you make of the proverb? Hmm. It's faithful saying the same way that uh, the job or business of prostitution is demeaning to women. Talkative as a supposed man of faith, as he kind of introduces himself as, is a shame to all true Christians. Yeah, I'd say so. Is that the allegorical equivalence? Oh, we should have a jingle for that. What's the allegorical equivalence? I'll leave that up to you. I don't know. Like, okay. Sometimes when you read talkative, I think of those people who love theology too much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They love all this theology stuff, and you're like, oh, that's great. Like, it is good. But then... <laughs> That's the end in itself for yeah, them. Yeah, and you're just like, you know, there is more than this. And like, at the same time, you know, it is good that people are actually reading into theology more. Well, yeah, if your end, yeah. if your end goal of uh, reading theology is that you know more stuff, mm-hmm. then you're completely missing the point. Mm. Yeah, the, the the end goal for for reading theology is to have that changed heart that leads to a changed life. Yeah, to know God better. Yeah. So talkative leaves, as you would if you'd just been compared to a whore. It's really quite sad. I know we've done a bit of joking and, and, and laughing and making fun of him, uh, but it, it really is quite sad. We've a, we've a man here who doesn't see the need to humble himself. Mm-hmm. A man that doesn't see the, the benefit in good, healthy Christian reproach. Mm-hmm. He uh, doesn't accept good, faithful counsel. And he just, he, he leaves. It is, it's quite sad. And how, how many people do we know like that who claim to follow Jesus and yet they turn away um, and it's their own pride that is their, their downfall, uh, their own deception. Yeah. And they could talk the talk at one and stage. And they could talk the talk. I think Faithful sums that up. Yeah. In this wee bit where he says, I'm still glad that we had this discourse with him. It may happen that he will think of it again. And in and, and one sense, that's all that can be said of it. Pray for them and be glad they've been able to had some input. So talkative's gone. How talkative at first lift up his plumes? How bravely doth he speak? How he presumes to drive down all before him? But so soon as faithful talks of hard work like the moon, that's past the full into the wind he goes, and so will all. But he that hard work knows. And on that bombshell. It's time to say adieu. Yeah, it's time to say adieu. Thank you for listening to us on the Pilgrims Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter or Instagrams at Pilgrims Pod. I've been Harry. I've been Stephen. And I have been Jordan. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.